What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 207 of Smack Talk, presented by SmartOutMoment.com. I'm Tony Mango, your host of the panel, and joining me on the mic, the usual suspects here. You should know them by now, but if you don't, I'm going to introduce them anyway, because that's how you do things here. First up is Mike Payton. Yo, they said to get them, so I got them all. Did you turn it into a burial? Do a burial! Oh, I thought you were going to do the bomb, bomb. <laughs> I was leaving that for you. Favorite part. <laughs> Alright then, bomb, bomb. Live <laughs> <laughs> in the background, we've got Drew White. Yeah, but, but, but that's you? Yeah, but, 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 and Steven Wago. Shut up, Miguel. No, oh, he's there. Somewhere. Quick, let's run. Alrighty, guys, we have a main event for you coming up a little bit later on in Part 5. That's going to be, actually, it's Part 4, not Part 5. It's going to be the fantasy booking of the Survivor Series card. What would we do if we had creative control? Part 5 is going to be the usual thing, the Fantasy League. Part 2 is the hot tag. Part 3 is the rest hold. And Part 1 is what it always is, the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. And if you don't know what the hell that means... Give you a quick breakdown right now. Two questions that tie in together in some fashion. First part goes to the panel. Second part goes to the audience. Let's backtrack and talk about last week's questions. They were about Halloween Havoc. Because, you know, it's Halloween and all. Question of the panel was, who won the Thunderdome match in the main event of the first ever Halloween Havoc in 1989? That was Ric Flair and Sting with Ole Anderson. They defeated the Great Muda and Terry Funk with Gary Hart. Question to the audience was, what was the final match ever at Halloween Havoc, and who won it? Goldberg defeated Chronic in a handicap elimination match. What an underwhelming finish to a pay-per-view. So who said what? Let's see here. Mono Apex says, you guys should do more Tuesday episodes. It's really fucking funny. Actually says it's really freaking funny. <laughs> hey, we're recording this on Tuesday night, so who knows what's going to happen this time around. Watchman King says, Goldberg defeated Chronic. Awesome Piano Man says, Handy Job Match, which Goldberg won. Rosa Show says, Goldberg, he won a handicap match in Lime 2 Minutes. Lime 2 Minutes, huh? Don't know who he beat, though, so I probably won't get the point. Points don't matter. We're like, what the hell is the name of that show? The um, Drew Carey Show. Whose line is it anyway? Yeah, that's right. Points don't matter on that one either. And this show is actually less scripted than that one is. Christopher Marin says, everybody else said Goldberg beat Chronic, so that's my guess. Did I win? Sure, why not? And Silent One of Doom says, I have no clue, so I'm going to go with a Nightmare on Elm Street brawl between Sting and Art Beetlejuice Bar. <laughs> fuck Lanny Poffo, fuck Byron Saxton, fuck Canadian, Zeb was, bright, Zeb was right, and fuck Tony for missing Monday's show unless it was something tragic or important. Nah, just busy. Nothing tragic, thank God. And nothing really too important. So, this week's set of questions are going to be about Survivor Series, and specifically Soul Survivors, because I had that on my mind when I was thinking of what we could do for an Ask Him. Question to the panel here. Which two men are tied for the record for most amount of times as Soul Survivor? Randy Orton is one of them, I think. Yep. Is his name John Cena? Nope. Is it The Undertaker? Nope. Is it not The Undertaker? Is it Hogan? Nope. Is it The Imposter Kane? <laughs> Imposter Kane, no. Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Ziggles. Nope. 
Because I knew he had, I know he has two. Hmm. Uh, I guess I'll give up. I'll just say Shawn Michaels and run away. Nope. Any last oh, so it's Marty Jannetty. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't think Marty Jannetty's won a single match. Roman Reigns? Not Reigns, nope. Shawn Michaels? Nope, wasn't him the first time. <laughs> oh, it didn't him the first time. I was oh, no. oh, it was not Shawn Michaels. That's what he meant. Is it a different Roman? Because you said it's just not Reigns. <laughs> it's the other Romans. That was Ultimate Warrior. Oh, the Ultimate Roman. Yeah, the Ultimate Roman. So, a question to the audience. Which members of the current roster have been sole survivors? There's been a couple of them out there, and some of them may or may not have been mentioned. So if you think you know the answer, you want to take a guess or anything else for that matter, you can leave a comment below on YouTube. You can set a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim, or you can leave a comment on SmartOutMoment.com's article itself next week, tell you the answer and anything else that I need to tell you. And that means we're going to go into part two, which is the hot tag. Stay tuned. Smack Talk will be right back. Continuing on here, we are on part two. It's time for the hot tags of the week. Some wrestling news, rumors, stories, or anything else that's been going down the past couple of days that I thought was kind of interesting or weird or whatever. Let's start getting into this here. Alundra Blaze has been exchanging a bunch of tweets with Paige, calling her out, and then eventually just decided to say the whole reason why she's doing that is because she really, really wants to wrestle Paige, and this is her way of trying to get into an angle of sorts. First off, do you think that it's a good idea for people to be doing these kind of things, or is it kind of lame? Second off, do you want to see these two people feud? What do you guys think? Who wants to tag in? It's fucking stupid. Especially if you're going to do it, follow through with it. Mm -hmm. Don't just come out later and say, oh, no, I was just doing this. So soon after it, too. Not even like after WWE says no. Like, I, I get kayfabe isn't a thing anymore, but at least fucking try. Then just go, oh, no, somebody hacked it. I really love you, Paige. <laughs> but, like, I can't really see Alundra Blaze being a draw right now either. Like, but you think that would be something that would actually get, like, the fans interested? Like, you wait for me? I don't yeah. have anything to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. Alundra Blaze, like, who the fuck remembers her from 1994? I remember her from 95, maybe. <laughs> I remember her from that one time they showed the clips of her throwing a Chet Bell in the trash bag. Again, yeah. I think that was actually part of the Twitter exchange. It was like Paige just said something like, oh, well, I wouldn't do that. And she was just kind of like, oh, well, you're a bitch. JK, love you. <laughs> well, that, that's, uh, I don't think I'd want to see her wrestling anywhere near a ring and I'm afraid she would, like, hurt herself. So I'm going to say a no for that. I'm going to say a no for beef without cheese. And that's all. <laughs> Wago, what do you think about this? Alundra Blaze wrestling page. Are you interested in that? Mm. Nope. Good. I'm glad that I'm not just being the bitter one here that thinks that this is stupid. That <laughs> We can all agree on this. So there's actually most of the things that have been going on this week are about some of the older people and stuff. There's uh, two new people have signed Legends contracts. They are, you know, the top of the line, I guess you could say, Tatanka and superstar Billy Graham. 
How li- how quick is one to uh, turn on their morals and what they stand for when there's a Legends deal on the table? Billy Graham, go fuck yourself. That's what I was thinking immediately. However, I like the Tomahawk. I always like the uh, Tomahawks and the, his little... <laughs> his what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Indian. I can't make the whatever call they make. Well... Since I haven't really done a fuck that guy club inductee in a while, I'm going to go ahead and give it to superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, I mean, he should have been in a long time ago. I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have put him in before. Wasn't that, like, one of the starters? Well, like, two-time fuck that guy yeah, club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like <laughs> Ric Flair. Oh, he got two like rings. two-time. <laughs> and he'll probably hey. try to sell those rings, too. <laughs> exactly. Well, what would you guys like to see come out of this? I mean, I can't imagine either of these two doing much. Like, they're, they have careers behind them that they can do, like, interviews for and stuff like that. But, I mean, they're not the biggest... Well, I mean, Superstar Bill Graham was really big back in the day. But, like, Tatanka, for instance, he's not going to be somebody that they're like, oh, well, we need to get you on, like, every WWE list because you feuded with everybody and it was amazing and shit. Like, No, I bet, I bet Tatanka's the guy that they have if they were ever to do something. Something tribute towards Native Americans in general. I think he's a good guy to have in that spot. I would think it would just be offensive at that point. No, I'm just no, no. I'm just saying he's a good guy to have in those certain type of situations. And honestly, I don't. I mean, I'm not as old as you guys, so I can't really say too much. But I don't think Tatanka's a guy who's bad mouthed the company too much. And he was allowed to have a second stint with the company back in like the mid 2000s. So overall, he's not a bad guy to have around. And Let's see. Billy's, uh... Fuck that guy. Do you guys have, remember anything coming from Tatanka, Badmouth, and the company? I can't remember. I know anything. they had, like, disputes coming to an agreement where just pretty much he thought he was worth a lot more money than he really was. But aside from that, I don't think they have any bad blood. And that's, like, not anything that I think would linger. What fucking money is he worth? He's never put one butt in a seat. Actually, he was a wildly popular guy back in the early 90s. Eh... You weren't, nobody was buying their ticket for him. Yeah, they were. What are you talking about? Tatanka was huge. People were doing that karate chop. Native American culture was massive in the 90s, man. You look at it like the Atlanta Braves were the hot baseball team. Dances with Wolves was one of the big box office movies. People loved Tatanka. Well, he should have danced with a main event of a way so no one's going to fucking remember him. Well, he doesn't okay. dabble. A lot of people do remember him. <laughs> it's kind of hard to forget. I mean... Yeah, <laughs> like he's, yeah, he was a very Tonka. memorable character. I don't know where all your negativity is coming from. Tatanka was awesome. It's not like Zip. I don't <laughs> wish anything ill on him. I just don't think he was that big of a deal at all. All right, here we go. Wego wishing diverticulitis on Tatanka. And a big mm. undefeated streak. And I'm not wishing it on Tatanka. I'm planning it on um, Bookteeth, dude. Tatanka. So, Billy Graham? No, Kevin Dunn, but that's a good second <laughs> choice. So another older star is in the news, and it's about another Twitter thing. X-Pac was arguing over promoter at the real Nigzy. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what the whole situation is because, of course, it was just back and forth and them being like, hey, fuck you. No, fuck you. But supposedly it had something to do with the whole you canceled and the payment was changed and that kind of thing or something, and it got pretty heated and stuff. And again, I kind of want to go back to the idea, what do you guys think is the proper etiquette when it comes to this? So should somebody call out a promoter like this on Twitter, or should they do... Excuse me. 
should they do what the real Nixie was kind of saying, which was, hey, I sent you some emails. Why are you talking about this in public, but you can't answer a damn email? Whether or not that's true, we don't know. But do you guys think Xbox in the right to argue about this kind of shit? Or should this all just stay behind the scenes? Okay, as far as dealing with a promoter goes, if it's the scenario where Xbox was meant to get paid, the guy stiffed him for it, and he's not resolved it, then you are to name and shame that guy. That's pretty much wrestler's etiquette. If uh, someone fucks the boys over, you name and shame them. Um, If it's a case where there was a misunderstanding and he's just aired it out just to be a dick, I could see X-Pac doing that. Um, So it's hard to say who's right and who's wrong just because we don't know the full story. See, I don't know about you guys, but X-Pac kind of strikes me as a straight shooter. Um, he's very, I, he's like a big politicker too, so, I don't know, I can't say. Depends, before or after he tore his asshole. <laughs> I think he has a little problem keeping his aim on after that. <laughs> Drew, any thoughts on this subject matter? Uh, people tearing each other's assholes, that's all. And we got Stardust tweeting something, Just, everything's Twitter, it's ridiculous. He says, the only way Stardust goes away and Cody Rhodes comes back is if, quote, you know who wins. Hashtag the sequel. So, I'm assuming this is Goldust and that they're doing some kind of a, you know, test to see if people are interested in seeing another Goldust and Stardust feud or something. Wago, I gotta imagine that you are completely against this, right? I'm not against it. I just don't think it was worth a WrestleMania match. They pissed that uh, right away. So um, I'm fine if they want to do it for a month or so. Uh, Gold just posted on Twitter that he's coming for the IC title, though. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> like, they're going to really have him beat Kevin Owens. Yeah, it doesn't he matter. I'm, he said he's going for it. I didn't say he was going to win it. Uh, what, what did he post about it? Um, just like, know. oh, I want to win it or something? Man, I sure, I sure could make that IC title mean something again. And Kevin Owens responded with, I got it covered, thanks. <laughs> no, I remember for a number of weeks, like, the WWE YouTube page were showing, like, Stardust vignettes, but I don't, I don't know if they were making it onto Raw at all. And, you know, he was like, it's a lot of stuff with, like, cards. So, I was waiting for him to return for at least a month now, and it hasn't happened, so fuck me, right? A lot of things yeah, about fuck cards. You. So Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, he was like, oh yeah, like a bunch of cards out. And he's like going over with the queen and like an ace, and then he pulled one. And he's like, oh! and he does this weird ass Stardust thing. And he's like, yeah, and that's what I'm going after next. So you never know. It's a star in the dust. I'm assume King. King Barrett. Maybe, uh, but this was a few weeks ago. They would have done something with it by now. Hmm. It's like ah, oh, five of clubs. Holy shit. You know who's a five-time champion? In WCW? But Peyton, would you like to see Stardust and Goldust go at it again? If they actually made it like a really gimmicky thing? Sure. What they did last time was not fun. It was actually kind of uncomfortable to watch. And if they try to do something like that again after Dusty's death, it would be even more uncomfortable. Hmm. Two more hot tags that I have down here. Let's talk a little TNA. They supposedly want to return to New York City. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, you only said a little, dude. That's true. 
they want to return to New York City and do some TV tapings at Hammerstein Ballroom. So they're still hanging on there that they're going to have some kind of a TV show. <laughs> but all signs point to no on that one. I guess they think maybe if they record some TV things that they could shop it around and just be like, well, we got a couple episodes already, dude. But the amount of people that they drew for the past couple things have been terrible, and I got to imagine that this is more of a pipe dream. You guys agree? You said you got CNA news. I didn't say I'd talk about it. Fuck this company. You know, maybe if they went to a very small town and found a very small like auditorium, they could... Uh run TNA locally through, like, a high school TV station. So, you never know. This company's a fucking cancer. Just die. Just well, fucking die. This is a smart place for them to go because that area of New York has a lot of big wrestling history to it. People like going to a show there. It's a big city, and that's a small venue, so it'll easily get filled. So it's one of the few places they won't have a problem getting butts in the seats. So if they're going to try to hang on, that's a good place to go to. Hammerstein... I always like the look of it. It has a unique look compared to a lot of other places they do wrestling shows where almost every single arena looks the fucking same these days. What they're going to do with it, I don't know. I, I feel like they might go back to their original model of doing like the pay-per-view type thing. But aside from that, I don't know. They did a set of shows in New York, and they drew very, very well. But then they went away from it, and everyone realized that nobody gives a fuck about their product. So same thing's going to happen. And then they can fuck off and die already. How sad is it going to be if they can't fill Hammerstein? If they can't fill it, they need to just give up. Well, here's the nice thing about Hammerstein is it's small and it's multiple levels. So all you really need to get is like, I don't know, four or five hundred people on that bottom floor, not even. Maybe only like two or three hundred. And then every floor going up, you don't even have to have the camera show that. That's true. I guess maybe that's why they're doing that. They're just kind of like, well, everybody, invite your friends. That'll be at, like, 20 people. So none of us have any friends anymore. And we'll just film that one side, and then that'll be good. Last thing is the list of the best-selling WWE Halloween costumes for 2015. Anybody have any guesses? Is his name John Cena? The Undertaker? No, it's one of them, but Undertaker isn't. Finn Bloor? Yeah, he's one of them. There's two other names. Um, I'm going to go with Stardust. Bailey? Bailey's another one, yeah. Yeah, but I saw Bailey's Sasha Banks. fucking awesome. What was the one that you just said, Drew? Sasha Banks? Nope, not Sasha. It is oh, another uh, diva. Oh, no. is it two divas? Bella Twins? Yeah. Yep. Bella Twins, John Cena, Bailey, and Finn Balor. Those are the top four best-selling Halloween costumes for WWE. You guys uh, surprised about any of that? No, because I saw Sasha Banks dressed up as Bailey, and I thought it was awesome. So I couldn't complain. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Bailey and Finn Balor are the two champs of NXT. Bella Twins are easily the you know the top divas when it comes to the main roster, and John Cena's John Cena. But wait, I think we're confused. These are the top selling Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. How did they have John Cena? Halloween costumes? Do they just sell, like, <laughs> merch shorts? shorts. <laughs> get, 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 buy the hat and the shirt off of the website. They get a pair of, like, Nike, like, running shoes. They probably give you, like, just really cheap versions of all the normal merch. Like, you but probably get the little wristbands. Like you, you probably get the, the paint for that. 
Like, oh well. I still think it's awesome. His name is John Cena. But like, what, what did they do with the Finn Balor run? Did anybody check that out and see if that was like just the headpiece? I'm or... actually looking it up right now. I saw Finn. I saw Finn Balor uh, retweeting a lot of people dressing as him, and like they were, they have like yeah, the flat, like, like I said, the drunk stuff. shirt and then the makeup. I don't know what they would do for like the actual costume. It might be like a mask that goes all the way down to the neck, maybe. I can't find anything about this. Yeah, I can't find it either right now. Maybe they just got rid of him, like, right Is after this Halloween. Is you just came up with? <laughs> yeah, something I've made up. Wait, hold on, hold on. Was this, like, kayfabe news? Come on. We're not sponsored by them, Tony. <laughs> All I can see are a bunch of t-shirts, like, Suplex City. I got suplexed by Brock. I got speared by Reigns. Of course, a Del Rio t-shirt. Woo! Oh, you know what they have? They have these, like, little plastic Finn Balor masks. Maybe that's just what people were buying, plus the arm sleeves. Uh, maybe. That maybe sucks. What... <laughs> I hate those plastic costumes. They're terrible. I wonder what Bailey's is, then. I is hope that's just... not a plastic mask, because those are probably no, cards. it's probably those slap bands. You just get the shirt and the slap bands, and you're Bailey. Uh, headband, maybe two. I don't know, uh... With the website that Tony got this information on about the Halloween costumes, there's a video of Bo Dallas dressed as our truth for Halloween. What? Yeah. He's in the ring of our truth and he has like the pants and the wrist and like the armbands that our truth has and that's about it. That's awesome. I know. Bo Dallas is the man. Alright, I think that does us in for the hot tags. Leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about all these different subjects. And we're going to take a little break with the rest hold and come back with our main event, Fantasy Booking, a Survivor Series 2015. You know what to do. Click on Part 3, because that's coming up next. Ask Him is done. The hot tags are done, which means Part 3 is up, and that's the rest hold, the part of the program where I mix in everything that doesn't have a home elsewhere on the show, and I fill you in on everything that you need to be aware of that's going down for the promotional side of Smart Out Moment during this week. First up on the list is Outside Interference, and there are three articles that I've written for eWrestling News already so far this week. What's the best face of Mick Foley? Who should team with The Undertaker and Kane to face the Wyatt family at Survivor Series? And my predictions for who the team members are going to be at Survivor Series. And I might end up writing up some more articles as well. I don't know for sure, but for now, those are the three articles that I do have up. And if you're interested in reading those, you can find links to them all over the place, including Twitter, Facebook, the YouTube description below, the profile on eWrestlingNews.com itself, or you can go to the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com and you will see these links underneath the section that says Outside Interference. Next in line is Smark My Words, where I highlight one of my favorite comments or interactions from the past week on one of the many, many different platforms that we have for you guys to express your opinions. And this week, it goes to Alex Moorhead for a comment he left in our Mega Maniacs Facebook group. During the Monday Night Raw chat, he says, What the fuck does Becky have on? She looks like a Trojan condom magnum. I was thinking kind of the same thing, so as soon as I came across that, I ended up cracking up. Thank you, Alex, for sending that comment in. Thank you to everybody else who participated in the conversation as well. And if you're interested in being eligible for next week's Mark My Words, you can check the YouTube screen right now and see a list of all the different avenues that I choose from. 
As I just mentioned, that Facebook group, The Mega Maniacs, is the spot where we goof off throughout the week, and we invite you guys to join in on the fun. So if you're on Facebook, make sure you join us at facebook.com slash group slash The Mega Maniacs for our Monday Night Raw chats and anything else that we have going on. The November edition of the Monthly Mailbag it will be coming up on episode 210, so if you have any questions that you would like to submit to us to get to know us better and pick our brains about something, whether it's wrestling-related or not, fill up the inbox by going to the contact form of smartcoutmoment.com, and once you shoot us an email, I'll backlog that, and when it comes down to the episode, we'll answer anything that you guys send our way. Don't forget about the Sign Me Up initiative. If you happen to be going to a wrestling event of any kind anytime soon and you want to show your support for the website, take a sign that says Smart Out Moment to that event, send a picture or a video of yourself to me, and I will give you a spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. And if you want to try to help us out on the monetary side of things, there are three ways in which you can do that. You can throw some spare change our way through the Patreon account, patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. You can hit up the PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com, or you can go to the YouTube channel's homepage, and you will see a little module on the right-hand side that says, Support This Channel. We are a fan-funding-sponsored one, so if you want to do it through that way, that is another method. And if you can't help us out with what's in your wallet, we understand, but don't forget about the other ways in which you can support us by sharing our videos and our articles with your friends and on social media with a like, follow, favorite, subscribe, and all that other kind of stuff that you can do. And that applies to the projects under a mango tree that aren't Smark Out Moment as well, including fanboysanonymous.com, our geek culture website where we nerd out about anything that we love on the movie, video game, TV, comic book spectrum, and all that other kind of stuff. Follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts, and if you're interested in our podcasts, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash fanboysanonymous. And don't forget about the All Talk Show, because you never know exactly when that's going to be popping up. That's our most random podcast where anything goes and everything is open for discussion, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash All Talk Show. Lastly, if you are interested in joining this Markout Moment team in some capacity, you can hit up that contact form and let me know, and I will give you more information as soon as I possibly can on all the details that you need to know from behind-the-scenes stuff. That'll do us in for this episode's Rest Hold. We need to get into our main event, Fantasy Booking WWE Survivor Series 2015. That's coming up in part four. Remember, if you are on iTunes and Stitcher, you don't got to do anything. But if you are on YouTube, all you got to do is click on that part, and we'll see you there. Welcome back from that rest hold, everybody. It's time for us to get into our main event for this episode, which is going to be Fantasy Booking Survivor Series 2015. If you don't know what that is, essentially it's if we had uh, full creative control over everything that's happened from SummerSlam onward, what would we have booked for this event? The matches, the feuds that are going on, we could get more into like who would win it and what would build up to that stuff. You don't necessarily have to go into that. I mean, there's a lot of time in between those two, so you don't need to start going into, well, this would have happened at Night of Champions and this would have happened here. You sort of kind of implied that in your vision, it all worked out okay, (laughs) that kind of a thing. So... I figured a good time to do it would be now because we don't have the full card set for Survivor Series. In fact, we only have two matches that are set, and that's the world title match and the Divas title. We know that we're going to be getting at least one traditional elimination match, possibly two. We could get some kind of other sort of title matches that are in the mix and stuff, but 
it's all speculation for now, and that's a good way for us to not get influenced by what the current card is and just kind of go with what our opinions are and what we would do. I'm going to preface mine a little bit by saying I wrote mine before Hell in a Cell, and I specifically didn't change it just so you guys could see where my mindset was when it comes to that. And I'm actually going to admit I'm more excited for what WWE has for some of these matches than what I even would have planned. So that goes to show you that sometimes even if you think you know what's best, WWE does know better sometimes. So I'm just going to kick mine off, and I'm going to be pretty short because you guys can read some more in-depth stuff on SmartCoutMoment.com, but I'm going to say here my pre-show kickoff match is The Miz against Bad News Barrett, where he's dropped the king thing, he's turned babyface, and he's feuding with one of the other guys that is good on the mic, where he can kind of you know, have some verbal spats between the two of them, and everybody likes to see The Miz get clocked in the face, right? So, Bad News Barrett starts a feud with that. It's a good mid-card feud to kind of keep him going for a little bit. And I figured a pre-show is a good spot for that because it's something that could get the crowd warmed up. You don't have to bog down the rest of the card with anything like that. That takes us into the tag title match, which would be the Dudley Boys as the champions against the New Day. And I've been saying for a while now, I think that they dropped the ball when it came to the Madison Square Garden show. Dudley Boys should have won that match. They should have become the champions there, and Hell in a Cell could have just been, you know, some kind of a generic rematch or something like that, or they might have just not had the Madison Square Garden match and had the title match happen at Hell in a Cell. Either way, I wouldn't have dragged it out as long to the point where now they need to get away with New Day and Dudley Boys. The Usos are coming in there, they're making it a little bit different. By now, I would have had Dudley Boys as champs and, you know, kind of switch it up like that. U.S. title match, uh, is not in my card whatsoever, because I never would have expected him to be back at before Hell in a Cell, and I wouldn't have wanted him necessarily to come back anyway, obviously. So I figured Dolph Ziggler and Stardust would be a decent feud for the U.S. title, and Ziggler would be the champion. I thought around that time period that Ziggler would have been feuding with John Cena and doing that kind of thing, so who better after that to go with than Stardust, who's really dangerously underrated and underutilized, too. They're just not doing anything with him lately. I don't know why. I see title match Kevin Owens against Neville. Owens is the champion, of course. Neville, a good guy that he can work with in a way that can make him look good. Neville can look good as well. He, you know, has some good spots here and there, but he comes up a little bit short, and nobody really complains because Neville's good at doing that. I think that out of all the people on the roster right now, Neville might be the best guy to lose a match and look better than what he did when he went into the match. So Neville gets that spot. Then we go to the Divas Championship, which will be a fatal four-way. Charlotte, Nikki Bella, Paige, and Sasha Banks. I don't know why they're ignoring Sasha Banks. I don't know what they're thinking when it comes to what Charlotte's going to do after the feud with Paige, but I think that that would have been a good time to do that fatal four-way and just ignore the Divas Revolution thing, cut ties with these teams, move away from Team Bad, move away from PCB, which is just garbage. And uh, I do like the idea that Paige is heel in this scenario, so she would be for this too. And, you know, it's kind of like stack the odds against Charlotte. Three heels and one Charlotte as a babyface. Secondary main event, traditional elimination match. The heel team would be the Wyatt family, which does not have Eric Rowan in it, because I thought that he still would have been injured. But they do have Rusev and Sheamus. 
And they're up against the babyface team of Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, Cesaro, and Ryback. I think that they really didn't capitalize on the Wyatt family and Reigns and et cetera feud as well as they should have. And I wouldn't have done the Hell in a Cell match. So this would have been the blow off and Cesaro and Ryback and Rusev and Sheamus are just kind of thrown in the mix. They're, you know, expendable and stuff. Uh, one of the main reasons why I would have this happen instead of the match that we're getting with Reigns and Seth Rollins is I still thought around this time that the Shield were going to be all fighting for the world title at WrestleMania. And you kind of can't do Reigns and Rollins at Survivor Series and expect it to have as much of an impact at WrestleMania. So I figured Reigns and Ambrose could be the final two survivors on their team. They end that Wyatt family feud, and then they start kind of working into some other stuff. Uh, Reigns would start to do something with Sheamus in here, win that Money in the Bank briefcase from him a little bit later on, maybe at TLC, and Dean Ambrose would win the Royal Rumble. And that's a way that you can get Reigns cashing in on Rollins, which kind of goes against what happened last year at WrestleMania. Rollins as the champion, and Ambrose as the rightful number one contender with the Royal Rumble, and it would all sort of start here. Which, lastly, ends us off with the World Heavyweight Championship match. Rollins against either, depending on who they could get, Undertaker or Chris Jericho. I think Rollins and Jericho would be a hell of a feud. I think Rollins and Undertaker would be a kick-ass feud, too. Especially because Undertaker's been looking pretty damn good recently. And with Undertaker being able to wrestle a little bit more, I probably would go with him here instead. But there's nothing that would make me think Jericho and Rollins wouldn't be equal, if not better. So both of those matches, great things for Rollins to just take care of at Survivor Series, move on to another person at TLC, and keep the ball rolling. I kind of liked the idea that he was fighting a new person every month. So I would have kept that going, too. If you want any more details about some of the more specifics, go on SmartGuyMoment.com, check that out. But that's it for my card. And before I move on to everybody else, I just want to remind everybody, make sure you leave your comments below. Tell us what cards you like, what you have problems with, and what your cards are, too. So, out of the people on the panel, who wants to go next and tell us your card? Well, if no one's eager, I'll go ahead. Um, I'm a big fan of having lots of tag team matches. So, for like Survivor Series traditional tag matches, they've strayed away from that. They've only got a few now. So, um, I've also got a lot of stuff for the uh, lower card guys to do, and that's what I've got for my first match. The Usos, the Lucha Dragons, and Neville, all the high-flying team, and they can go up against Sheamus and Barrett, who are a new established tag team, uh, Victor Connor, and um, St- Stardust. So that gives everything for these guys to do, and I'd have the Usos win it, uh, being the sole surviving team, and give them the rub because... Should they need something to get them back in the mix? Um, just to establish James Storm on the main roster, I'd actually I'd have Bo Dallas do one of his typical um, promos where he upsets the fans. James Storm comes out, they have a squash match. James Storm's on the main roster because I think they need some more established talent, and he's got somewhat of a following. Um, I do a that Diva Survivor Series match just. Um, to kill off whatever's left of this whole teams and clicks things. 
Um, I'd have Team Bella, so you've got Nikki, Bree, and Fox, and I'd have him uh, wrestle Paige, Becky, and Natalia, and I'd have uh, Paige be the sole survivor and make herself look strong as a number one contender. Um, I'd also do what they've done and do go ahead with the Team Wyatt versus Team Undertaker thing, but I would have had things play out a little differently. Um, instead of just attacking the Undertaker, when the cell lifts, both men are all battered, you'd have the Wyatt family come out and take out both Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker. Hmm. Then they take out Kane, they brag about it, um, the three of them all show up to kick the Wyatt family's ass on an episode of Raw, they don't have enough power, and then Sting's music hits and they find a fourth member for their team and go into Survivor Series together. And then Eric Rowan wins because he starts his legendary career, right? Yeah, definitely. I'd have Charlotte versus Sasha Banks for the Divas title. Sasha would win, and Charlotte would woo and cry into, with her father all night long. <laughs> I hope she cries like that. <laughs> now, for my main event, it is a Champions vs. Challenger Survivor Series match, with the stipulation being, if you survive, you get a particular belt. So Roman Reigns, and if Roman Reigns is the sole survivor, he'd get the WWE title. If the Dudley Boys did it, he'd get the tag. Right back, the IC. If John Cena did, he'd win his US title back from Del Rio. And what? I'd have the sole... What? You don't like that idea? <laughs> it's overly complicated. Well, here's my... The champions are on a Tuesday, and Wednesday's <laughs> in the solar orbit. with <laughs> Some TNA booking type shit. No, I'd be for it. People say that the Survivor Series tag matches have got no fucking meaning and pointless now. Well, add a fucking stipulation and make them mean a damn thing. It's better than just letting the fucking gimmick waste away. Or add eight stipulations. <laughs> All at once. Just it's to not make that complicated. Matches. One side has champions, one side doesn't. Wait, so what is it? It's if you're a sole survivor, you get a title shot? No, if you win, this is actually the title's going to be on the line. So each of these guys are in a particular feud for a set of belts. If they survive, they get that belt. So it, what happens if, like, say, like say, like opposite ends are like uh, Ryback and Owens, and Owens is the IC title holder. Mm -hmm. If Ryback's not the person to eliminate Owens, but no, Ryback... it's not like that. If you were a sole survive, if you're on the surviving team at the end, you win. So, so let's say John Cena and Ryback get eliminated. But the Dudley Boys and Roman Reigns wins. Well, the Dudley Boys pick up the tag titles, Roman would pick up the WWE. Cena and Ryback wouldn't. So, what if only one Dudley Boy wins? I'd still do it with the tag titles changing hands. Because it's still a member of that team winning. So, the whole idea is so that wait. if you get eliminated, you also want to make sure that the person that you're feuding with gets eliminated? Mm hmm So you could, like, come and interfere? Yeah, definitely. There's a bunch of different things you could do with that. Yeah, it's a little or, on the or you could just not do it at all. It's fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. See, the thing with that, as soon as uh, Ryback is eliminated, Kevin Owens is like, oh, I'm good. I'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Yeah. Owens is a right, Nothing. <laughs> you can do that if he wants. And then the Yeti comes out and he starts hugging Big Show. <laughs> and wins the Yeti Championship. <laughs> the Yeti Station 4. For the, for the fourth time. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> so is that the main event or is there other yeah it's the main event I guess it, all the titles are be, the line yeah. it better be the fucking main event <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if there's like some post match thing where somebody cashes in money in the bank because they won the money in the bank oh shit then Sheamus could cash in money in the bank and then be another title change it'd be awesome <laughs> 
Unless he lost his match earlier. Anyway, as far as who's winning, fucking Del Rio. He's going to super kick Roman's ass after Roman pins Seth, Seth Rollins and beats the sole survivor just to piss Tony off. <laughs> See? I hate your card already. <laughs> Drew or Peyton, who wants to go next? I'll go. Um, so, for my pre-show, I just did a throwaway Miz versus R-Truth, because you see it once, you've seen it a thousand times, so why not just make that the match of the night? Now, going on to the main card, I have an elimination tag team match, so when one of your... It's, it's a Fatal 4-Way tag team elimination match, I think that's a better way of saying it. They usually have this on the WrestleMania pre-show for the past couple of years, but it's the New Days going in as champions... And they are going up against the Lucha Dragons, the Usos, and the Dully Boys. And I'd have it build the exact way that they've been building it since SummerSlam with the Lucha Dragons. I've been picking up more wins on Raw and SmackDown as of late than the Usos debuting this past week on, or two days ago, or yesterday technically on Raw. So we'll just have uh, these four teams go at it in the new day somehow pick up the win again. So that will open up the card, as you may. Uh, my next match is going to be a Fatal 4-Way Divas Championship match, and it's going to be Charlotte, Paige, Sasha Banks, and Beck Lynch, apparently, from my notes I've had. So, uh, Charlotte's going to be the champion, and Sasha Banks is going to win the title. And, you know, I'm not going to put more effort into explaining why this match exists, as uh, WWE doesn't explain why Divas... Is... Yeah, so anyways, moving on from that. I have a Huh? What? Anyways. Mm-hmm. The... My next is an elimination tag match, and it's going to be the Wyatt family against The Undertaker, Kane, Stang, and for their fourth member, they have the dabbler himself, Chris Jericho. As Chris Jericho does have unfinished business with the Wyatt family. Does he make an awesome surprise return that everyone doesn't care about? (laughs) Yep, pretty much. They're going to be like, hey, it's Chris Jericho. Oh my god, it's... He dabbles. He's going to be gone tomorrow. But yeah, I'll have it build kind of like the way they've been doing it the past couple of weeks where the Wyatt family pulls out The Undertaker, pulls away Kane the next week. Sting somehow shows up and The Undertaker and Kane turn out to be just fine. But they need to find a fourth person. And they try to find a fourth person, but the Wyatt family keeps on attacking him and dragging him away. But they find Chris Jericho and he comes out to save the day. Oh, and by the way, uh, the Wyatt family won this match. Uh, moving forward, we have another elimination tag match with Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Neville, Cesaro, Ryback, and Randy Orton on one team against Tyler Breeze, Kevin Owens, Sheamus, King Barrett, Alberto Darleo, and Stardust on the other. And <laughs> the Darleo I- again. Darleo. Darito. Darito. Alberto But the stipulation I have added to this match. Now, since the ratings for Raw haven't been too good as of late, I've added the stipulation of whoever teams wins, each member of that team will get a shot at the WWE Heavyweight Championship on the following weeks on Raw or SmackDown. Oh, God, that's way too fucking complicated. Oh, do it on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so whoever wins, they get a shot at the WWE title moving forward. And I would have Team Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Neville, Cesaro, Ryback, and Orton win with Cesaro being the savior of them, eliminating four people, and being the sole survivor. Because Cesaro needs to be pushed more for some reason. They're not doing that. 
And for my main event, two people you know and love, Seth Rollins, the champ, the hero of the people, against Roman Reigns. And uh, Seth Rollins will pick up the win because, you know, why not? Dean Ambrose will probably come out and uh, turn heel, or tweener maybe. Quite probably. It's your card, does he or doesn't? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to spoil it. But uh, now Seth Rollins wins just because he's the better man that day. No idea is with uh, those six people winning the that elimination tag match is uh, Seth Rollins still has to prove the Triple H that he's a worthy uh, champion holder because you know for some reason Triple H doesn't see the value in uh, Seth Rollins so that's my card probably the best ever so yeah Ben you're last up what do you got for us Well I am a lot like. Wago, where I am a big fan of the traditional Survivor Series matchup. So I included quite a few on my card as well. In fact, for my pre-show match, I have one just so people get a taste of that on the pre-show. Uh, but it's a throwaway one, one that's just kind of filled with people that don't need to be on the main card. I have Stardust along with The Ascension, Wade Barrett, and Sheamus. And I would actually have this be like the whole Cosmic Wasteland group. I never would have had the Cosmic King, Wade Barrett, breakaway and you could have incorporated Seamus into this he could be I don't know the cosmic Celtic guy <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> fucking <laughs> cosmic twat cosmic Celtic guy <laughs> oh, is that be- what he's shouting at the top of the rep better than matter eater lad <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> um, and then we'll be going against Neville the Lucha Dragons and the primetime players who could start wearing capes or something and that'll be our fun little pre-show match Oh, so we almost had the exact same match. You just not you had uh, prime time instead of the Usos. Yeah, and no titles are changing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have the baby faces. I, I guess just do a clean sweep on this. Why not? This is all just for good times. So see them in the ring, and then all five of them could get together and do the millions of dollars dance. Sin Cara would probably fuck it up somehow. I think Neville would look weird as hell doing that. Oh, of course he would. He'd just because he's so short. Flips and stuff. Put him like right next to Titus O'Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, um, I was playing 2K the other day and I was doing Neville versus Daniel Bryan. Emily comes in and goes, wow, it's like two of the Lord of the Ring characters fighting each other. <laughs> nice. What, two of the dwarves? Yeah, or anyone, because everyone looks the fucking same in that uh, movie. Well, then we kick off the show and we have awesome pyro and a really cool badass set that's not just one giant screen. <laughs> Woo! <This is> <laughs> you stuff specifically people. add that in there. Yeah, this is important stuff. Uh, the first match that we have is the current tag team champion, so I would have had debut the night after SummerSlam, since that's when we're supposed to start this, right? Yep. All right. Well, I would have had them debut Enzo and Cass the night after SummerSlam, and I would have had them take those tag team titles on their first night in, make a big deal with these guys come in. This would be the New Day still chasing to go after to get those titles back. Uh, you could probably do some kind of gimmick here. I would still have them in the territory of doing regular matches so that next month at TLC, that's when they could do a big gimmick match to blow the feud off. And I would have Enzo and Cass continue to retain in this match. Just a standard tag match. Nothing really to go by here. I would then do a Divas Survivor Series match. This one, I would do the current roster Divas going against a crop of NXT women. I would have Paige going around very similar to how she did, claiming that she did this whole Divas revolution when she came to the main roster. She was the first big NXT NXT Diva to come in and shake things up, winning the Divas title on her first night and do everything she did. But really, she didn't do that much. 
And when people look at what they're seeing now, they're not thinking of Paige as one of the big NXT divas lighting the world on fire. And so shoots up to the main roster, the four horsewomen, all coming together as one big unit. I see them coming into something kind of like the Radicals did when they came into the WWE. Just this group of outsiders dominating with their skill. Uh, Dude, which one's fucking Perry Satin? Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the four horsemen, horsewomen, Charlotte, well, in her case, men, uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch against the team representing the main roster, Paige, Natalia, and the Bella Twins, all putting their differences aside for the betterment of showing, hey, just because we're on Total Divas doesn't mean we're no good. Because they always want to work that into the women's match somehow. So that's their way of getting it in there. So if Charlotte was Perry Saturn and he used to wear that cow outfit, instead of saying woo, would she say moo? Moo! <laughs> moo! <laughs> At least she's doing something fucking different than her dad. And then when she would cry, moo <laughs> That's going to be one of our bullshit topics later. Which radical is which horsewoman? Well, oh, we'll I think we're talking about moos. <laughs> Hey, leave that in the comments, which one you think each one is. That's actually, like, a fun thing. Uh, As far as who would win this match, I would say the Four Horsemen would take with this one. Perhaps have, like, Sasha and Charlotte be the two survivors, because I think those are the two biggest ones you would want to have as stars going forward. And that'd be that. Next, we would have a singles match for the U.S. title. Alberto Del Rio, I would have came in and did things the same way they did, going against Cesaro. I think the two of them would have a really kick-ass feud. I'm sure you can do some nice relevations or whatever to uh, help <laughs> I don't know what word I'm trying to think of here. Some nice nods to the past of Cesaro and Zeb Coulter, how he used to be his manager for the Real Americans tag team. Oh, I know relevations isn't one. <laughs> no, that was not the word I wanted to say. I, I don't know where I was going with that. You do some nice elevators. <laughs> Um, I would have Alberto Del Rio retain for now. I think he should have a nice, long, and strong U.S. title run. And I would have him win clean, too, at that fact. This should be a, like a strong match. Like I would give these guys a good 15, 20 minutes to go out there and you know, wow the crowd with a good singles match. But in the end, Del Rio would, would win this. Sorry, Tony. Uh, the next I would have another big Survivor Series match. This, I guess, would be the, the double co-main event, whatever. Man, I'm just fucking up all over my words. <laughs> the double co-paid event, whatever. <laughs> uh, I would do the Wyatts against The Undertaker, very similar to how they did. Uh, it would be Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, and Eric... Sh- or, God damn, Braun Strowman. <laughs> Eric <just> want- Strowman. <laughs> oh, no, I just want multiple Eric Rowans. <laughs> I want there to be a lot of, like, five Say the Rowans. Wyatt family. It'll be Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan, and Eric Rowan <laughs> against Eric Rowan. Uh, it would go against The Undertaker and, of course, Kane. He would join into his team. But they would have a really hard time filling out the rest of their team because over the last number of months, they built up this idea that the Wyatt family just attacks anyone who dare would cross their paths. They, they did that a lot with the Roman Reigns story. Uh, they, they've attacked Randy Orton twice at this point. So who the heck are they going to get? Well, the only person they can get is the guy who's never there, Brock Lesnar. And that's all they fucking need. They're like, oh, we don't need a fourth guy. We can just go in there with Brock Lesnar and us two badasses. Yeah, we got this. Let's take this fight. So it's four on three. Well, unfortunate for them, Bray Wyatt has consumed The Undertaker's and Kane's powers. So the numbers game, unfortunately, gets down on them real fast. 
All four of those big men are beating the shit out of Brock Lesnar, while Undertaker and Kane are mostly powerless to help. And finally, Bray commands Eric Rowan to finish him off and get the pin on Brock Lesnar. And then Undertaker and Kane are pretty easy pickings for them, leaving the Wyatt family as a strong four-man team doing a clean sweep, standing strong with Bray Wyatt in the middle telling us all to follow the buzzards or whatever. They were going to say telling us all to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Bray Wyatt's in the ring. He's just going to like, fuck off. Yeah, you see that? Fuck off. I think it's uh, smart to use this as opportunity to develop the next big mystic character. I mean, they're talking about this being the Undertaker's 25th anniversary. Well, they think he's going to have another 25. So I think it's important to take the big build they've made for this being something special for the Undertaker and turn it into something special for Bray Wyatt and the whole Wyatt family for that matter, especially Eric Rowan. Alrighty, guys. Well, I'm not you... done. Oh, that's it? I thought it was your uh, main event. No, I said it was the co-main event. Oh, okay. Go ahead, then. Okay, well, in my filler match in between that and the other main event, Tyler Breeze versus Dolph Ziggler. Just keep doing what they're doing. Tyler Breeze gets the victory here. This is just a a filler match between the two main events. And my big main event at the end, the authority led by Triple H, Team Triple H, going against Team Rock. You would have kept building the things between these guys since WrestleMania going all the way up to this. This will be the first time they actually have any in-ring interactions with each other. Triple H would have the team of himself, Seth Rollins, his golden boy, Dean Ambrose, who they would have recru- recruited in as a, as a heel by now at this point. He would have just gotten so frustrated with Roman Reigns that he finally would have sold himself out to his old pal, Seth Rollins, who he sees probably was right all along and he does know what's good. They also have Kevin Owens, just because he seems like a good fit that would go into the authorities group. And Steve Borden, or as I like to call him, Corporate Sting. <laughs> Corporate Sting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they, all this respect that freaking Sting and Triple H keep showing each other finally leads to Sting removing the face paint and you know putting on the suit and joining the authority. Let's face it, we know that he could do that. If you ever watch Sting's work in the main event Mafia, it's basically what he did. He took off the face paint, he put on a suit, and he acted a little bit more of a more of a heelish type of guy. Does he have to wear the same pants that Kane does? He had some pretty cool sunglasses. He had some really cool sunglasses, yes. Uh, and that would go against the Rock's team, which would, of course, include The Rock, Roman Reigns, and the other three members, they would keep a secret. And when we got to this night... It would show that it was the returning Usos, which everyone can get a pop out of rather than doing that on Raw, and the debuting, bomb, 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 he's fat, <laughs> Samoa Joe, because, hey, they're all Samoan. They must be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Team Samoa versus the Authority. And the cheerleaders in the corner are uh, Tamina and Nia Jax. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Now you're getting on board with this. <laughs> uh, in the end, I would have each person get eliminated until we're down to Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns would pull out a victory on this, becoming the sole survivor, being strong on this, and setting him up very much to be the number one contender to TLC. And that's my event. Hmm. We got stuff get... all over the place just... here. We got Delios. We've got... Elevator matches. <laughs> 
got championships that change hands and matches that somehow include all the titles with the contenders and stuff. And then you got how does someone become the champion that match? <laughs> it was a Davis match earlier in the night, though. So, so fuck you. That's why. Sexist. Hey. <laughs> that's sexist. Actually, that fucking fat basement dweller that always comments on our things probably would find that sexist. What? <laughs> you got the one guy that always comments on the fucking women videos and like calls us fucking sexist pigs and you don't know how to talk to women. Yeah, I did it like twice. Yeah, about five Yeah, times. well, he did, it, he did it during the summertime, I do recall that. But I do want to say about Peyton's main event, I think it's interesting that Kevin Owens is in there because, you know, he's, he's a hired hunter. Give him the big bucks, he'll do what you gotta do, so... Yeah, we saw him palling around a little bit with Seth Rollins this week. Mm-hmm. I think it's smart. I think if you give him... He said he's a prize fighter. Makes sense. I actually thought that Kevin Owens was going to be a part of the authority when he originally came to the main roster. Looked like they were teasing that a little bit. Well, they have, like, an extended family. Like, yeah. I would consider, like, him and New Day are there as well. They're, they sort of fill the role that the big show was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. What I do, I do like your main event. The only thing I would have changed is I would have had Dean Ambrose on Roman Reigns' team, and that's when I would have done the turn. That's fair. Wait, so who was Triple H's team? It was Triple H, Rollins, Ambrose, Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens you know? and Corporate, Corporate Sting. <laughs> Corporate Sting, that's right. I couldn't remember Corporate <laughs> Sting. All right, guys, leave those comments below. Tell us what you think about these cards that we suggested, and tell us what your cards would be as well if you could go back from SummerSlam onward and just do whatever uh, your little heart pleased. we got one more thing to do. That's part five, the Fantasy League trades and updates and current standings and everything else we need to do with that. Click on that if you're on YouTube, if you're on iTunes and Stitcher. Just sit back, relax, and we'll be right back. Last up on our lineup is going to be the Fantasy League. Anything that we need to do for that is going to be under Mike Payton's control. So, Payton, do your thing. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So, some really interesting things that happened this week with the Fantasy League. And none more interesting than Drew White's fucking shitheaded losers still fucking shitheaded losing in last place. 493 points. How many points did he get, though, this week? Uh, well, so far in this session, that's every show since Hell in a Cell, four points. <laughs> hey, that's four, hey, that's four more points than I had at the beginning of the fucking session. That's fucking right. Well, let's God not forget, last session total, he only got 38 points. Damn straight, I'm on pace to get 39. Well, that's progress. <laughs> I, I hope for that for you. Uh, ahead of him is Sean Walker's The Canadian Elephants with 795 points. Third place, Stephen Wago's Ricky the Team Pope with 1,205 points, which is very, very close to Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes 2 with 1,240. Only 35 points separating them. Getting very tight at the second, third place spot there. Way go, keep it tight. Xavier Woods would be very happy indeed. And my team, our time is now. Still holding on to first place, but not too far there either. 1,340 points. 100 points ahead of Tony's team there. So it's still pretty much anybody's game at this point. We, we still got a number of months left until WrestleMania, and at that point, 
all points are worth five times their value at that event. Really, really interesting at this point. And you guys thought I had this in the bag. I still do. Well, let's see if we have any trades we want to do. Tony, funny enough, you are actually in the top of the waiver wire there. And seems like there's a lot of interesting trades I'm sure people are wanting to do. Is there anything you want to take advantage of? Yes, indeed. I do want to trade somebody. And I haven't quite figured it out yet, so I'm trying to balance out now which of these two possible people I would want to get rid of. Well, you've you got ten seconds. One marshmallow. See, I think that Rollins is going to be losing this title, but I do like the idea that I don't get punished for losing the championship, just more than a normal match. So I think i got to keep Rollins for the most part, but I'm not feeling Kofi Kingston as much lately. And I'm starting to get worried that they're going to drop the belts and not go anywhere. So I think for now, uh, I'm going to drop Kofi Kingston. And I'm going to pick up Jimmy Uso. Any reason, Jimmy? He's the better one. <laughs> I don't know how you can tell. All right, Jimmy Uso taking the place of Kofi Kingston on Ooh. Tony's Tykes 2. A lot of alliteration there. Drew White, you're next in line. Let's see, so Tony, I got a question. Jesus. If I pick up Jey Uso, will you give, give me Seth Rollins? No, <laughs> <laughs> fucking jackass. Yeah, okay, Seth Rollins. Well, yeah, he's he didn't take oh. <laughs> Well, Tony never answered the question. Did so. Oh, I answered it with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a, a definite yes or no answer. That sounds more like a yes to anything, but. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. How about this? How about you drop Alberto Del Rio for Jey Uso, then we'll see what happens. How about I trade you Alberto Del Rio for Seth Rollins? No. Huh, that isn't actually a bad option. That, really. It took me a second to think about that one, actually. But you know what? More than anything, I just don't want fucking Del Rio on my team. Yeah, you already got Sheamus and Del Rio on your team? Right, if I did that, I'd hate myself. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. Jeez, at least... I'll drop uh, Wade Barrett for uh, Jeyus. So, wow, Wade Barrett falling back down from grace. Jeyus is now the top guy on your team. <laughs> no, there well, he is. We don't know. He might get like fucking injured again. <laughs> I mean, no, as far Jey as like the, yeah, the order he's in your ranking number oh, one. Shit. Well, uh, he's where the Randy got... Orton used to be. Well, like... if you want to fuck someone over with a shakeup, <laughs> like <laughs> if you think Jey about Uso. it. If you look at what our rosters are right now, and you think that this is what people would have done at the very beginning of the year, it's like John Cena, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, Jey Uso. <laughs> you know what? If you wanted to kill Payton for good, like stop him from keeping the lead, John Cena for Jey Uso at some point, that would be a good sabotage. Mm. Payton, <laughs> I have a question. Would mm. you possibly be interested in Dario, John Cena? Maybe? Not offering it. Consider that. Um, I'll give you Dean Ambrose for Del Rio. Ooh. Uh, Hail term WWE title run. Mm -hmm. uh, no. well, why don't we let these uh, next few people make some picks and maybe uh, I'll see <laughs> you. <in the> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're next. Um, I'm dropping the Undertaker for Kalisto. Huh. Remember when I had Kalisto and Jack <laughs> shit with him for like ever? Do you remember him winning the Super Bowl? This is why he's my number five spot. 
Yeah, well, I got Sasha Banks in this place now. I think that's a big upgrade. Yeah, it is. Hey, at least it's as bad as me having fucking Rusev as number two at some point. I don't even think he's on anyone's team anymore. No. Well, I mean, he's injured now, so... He's really, yeah. he's really fucked now. Uh, Sean Walker would be next. I haven't heard anything from him. Uh, so it would come to me next. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know if there's anyone I really want. I think I'm kind of happy with her. I already have a Wyatt, and I have Harper, and I honestly feel better with Harper than Rowan at this point. For now. In a few months, I may feel different. Well, I think once we get the Ascension of Eric Rowan, he will be someone to have my eye on, but... He's going to be a part of the Ascension. <laughs> the Ascension of <laughs> Eric Rowan, he's going to lead the stable. Imagine if they put that, like, eye paint on him. Ugh. <laughs> and he would still wear his fucking wedgie suit, though. <laughs> uh, Tony, we come back around to you. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm very, very tempted to give it to Braun Strowman. For Sin Cara? No, nah, not for Sin Cara. I don't, I don't think he's worth a damn. I'm going to stick where I am. All right, Drew, back to you. Hmm. All right, so I nothing for Drew. I'm good. Okay, away you go. Very tempted to drop Devon Dudley, but I'm going to keep my investment in two different teams and just see who works out for the best. All right, final call. Anything anybody wants to do? Um, once. Can I kick Drew in the nuts? On a different time. Cool. Going twice. All gone this week. If you want to see the latest updates on the teams, the scores, if you want to refresh yourself on the rules, if you want to just check out what the hell is going on with Eddie Bit, WWEFantasyLeague.com is the place to go. That takes us into plugs. Wago, what do you got for us? Stephen Wago on the Twitter, StephenWago.com. Stephen Wago in general, and that's with a PH. Drew, you're next. Drew Savoy on Twitter. Make freaking nugget on YouTube, DrewWhite.com, and on Tumblr as well. You have DrewWhite.com now? <laughs> he does not have DrewWhite.com. <laughs> yeah, like you should go there and find out. Some <laughs> We're all typing in Drew White. <laughs> yeah, I am right now. I want to know who the fuck Drew uh, White is. This picture, it totally seems like Drew White in like 20 years. <laughs> okay, now I, you gotta I've, check this out. <laughs> I voice promos, commercials, core branding, educational and training material, YouTube explainers, and big announcements. I'll give you the read that works and plenty of style and take options with decades of professional heard. VO and production experience. Recent Andrew, stuff, this is gonna be you when, Afro Beats. <laughs> if this is going to be you when you get older, you're getting ugly. <laughs> I've recently been heard advertising Camp Bestaville, Tommy Toys, David Williams' book Mr. Stink, <laughs> <laughs> and Earth, Wind, and Fire Tours. Oh, this is so drill. <laughs> Aren't you glad I said that now? Other recent highlights have included promotion for Disney's Epic Mickey 2 game. If, if you scroll down a little bit, he has his advertising reels. Yeah, go to DrewWhite.com. Support this guy. Not Drew. <laughs> and Peyton, last up. Well, if you enjoyed all the stuff we talked about tonight about wrestling, join us every single Monday night following Raw at MakeupPowersRadio.com's Raw Post Show for the most interactive post-Raw experience available where we talk about Raw and you can too.
<laughs> they were going to go, and you talk about Raw. <laughs> Alright guys, that's it for episode 207. Leave those comments below, like this, favorite it, share, subscribe, all that other kind of stuff. Next week we're going to be doing Call the Spot, unless for some reason the Survivor Series teams have not been decided yet. And then I don't know what we're going to do as a replacement, but we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll just do Call the Spot sometime else later on in the week. I don't know. Maybe we'll bump up the mailbag. Whatever happens, happens. You'll find that out on November 11th, I think is what next week is. So, in the meantime, send in those mailbag questions in just in case we end up doing that. And uh, we'll see you later on. So, this has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. Jimmy, Jimmy Johns. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy Johns. Jimmy Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Jimmy Johns, Jimmy Jimmy Johns, Jimmy 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 Johns, Jimmy 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 Johns, Jimmy 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 Johns, Jimmy 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 Johns, Jimmy Jimmy Johns, Jimmy 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 Johns, Outro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking terrible outro.